he goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Now listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Leafs Lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1pizza.com. Enjoy plant-based garden pesto pizza, pizza and wings, pizza and penne combo, and more. Visit 2for1pizza.com. Welcome back to Leafs Lunch. It's Julie Tesheri. It's Mike DiStefano, and we're at Scotiabank Arena. Morning skate just wrapped up. The Leafs and the Predators both skated this morning. They've got a 7.30 p.m. puck drop tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. Should be a good one tonight. And when we're talking about good ones, it's hard not to remember the most recent World Junior Championship. One of the best in recent memory, A.B. Uh, a tournament at which Dylan Gunther, who we had on the other day, scored the golden goal. But somehow Connor Bedard, not somehow, Connor Bedard ended up being the story of the tournament. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy was unbelievable. He rewrote the record books, especially for Canada, um, at the tournament there. Nine goals, uh, which he ended up surpassing Jordan Eberle for most goals at the World Junior Championships for a Canadian 23 points in one tournament. Um, it, it was absolutely insane what he was able to do there at that tournament in Halifax. I mean, you were there. Did you get a chance to saddle up next to him and, and give you know have a little one-on-one chat while you were there? I mean, are you guys buds now? Is he going to come on and be like, JT, What's happening? How you been? Yeah, I don't know about that. I was <laughs> I was rolling around the bottom half of the building a lot because I, I had a different role at the tournament. I was doing social mostly. Mm. And it's kind of a luxury not having the microphone in your hand all the time because you can walk around, ask guys things in a little bit more of a chill way. So it was good. It was great. And it's even better to have Connor Bedard on the phone right now. Two-time World Junior Gold Medalist and pe- captain of the Regina Pats. Connor, how's it going since returning to Regina? Hey, Connor, you got us? Well, let's see. Maybe, uh, maybe we're having some issues there. Maybe we'll try and get him back again here. Um, but, like, you know, Connor Bedard, it's wild because, you know, I remember we were listening to the chat yesterday on Overdrive. Or if you were listening to the chat on Overdrive, they got into it about whether or not he was going to become, like, a top ten player yeah. within the, his first three years of the league. Odog legitimately put, he's like, I'll bet you $500. He's on TSN's top 50 list by the end of his rookie season. Did anyone bet against that? Uh, I don't know if there was much uh, betting against it. Like, I, look, this like did kid, anyone take that $500 bet with Odog? I think uh, I think Noodles ended up taking it. Ooh. Just because he wants him to do it, though. Yeah. Con- for me, Connor Bedard, what I saw at that tournament, and what I found to be, I think we were talking about this with Johnny actually yesterday. One of the neat things that I've thought about him was he always seems to be in the right place at the right time, whether if it's offensively, defensively, whatever it may be, whether it's there's some sort of rebound. Uh, he always finds, always ends up on a stick. Any rebound that comes off of the goaltender always ended up on a stick. If he was in the defensive zone, he always ended up in the passing lane, picking it off and going the other way. Like, he's just such a smart player. The IQ's there. And, you know, then clearly it's the world-class shot that uh, that that comes with it as well, which I think is what makes him such a, a tantalizing prospect in the draft this year. Okay, we've got him on the phone right now, and we don't want him to know that we're talking about him too much because we know he's not <laughs> a fan. Connor Bedard, two-time World Junior Champion and captain of the Regina Pats. Connor, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. So you tear it up at the World Juniors, Connor, and then you go back to the Regina Pats. You have a six-point night in your first appearance back. 
Uh, I asked you pretty much every game at the World Juniors, so I'll ask you after that game, what was the doodles on your tape job ahead of that performance? <laughs> um, I actually forgot to do one. Is that going to be the new thing now? I don't know. I kind of feel like I'll have to roll with it for a few times and see how I do. But uh, I got to the rink, and I was, like, kind of late, later than I'd like. So I couldn't really think of something when I was dressing. So uh, I wasn't late, but, like, later than I'm usually there, I guess. And then So I just kind of kind of gassed it and then ended up playing well. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, you ended up winning two gold medals, though, in the span of a couple of months here for Canada. And I think what was so impressive was – you know how how much you evolved from the summer tournament into how you played in Halifax. I mean, when you talk about your experience in Halifax, what what sticks out to you? It looked like you were just having the time of your life out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a big big thing that sticks out is uh, you know fans and and that sort of thing. Obviously, it was a little different with COVID the year before, and then. Uh, you know, summer's a little different too. So uh, to have that, and um, you know, for it to be sold out every game was pretty nuts. And um, you know, that's something that you know I think we'll all, we'll all remember for a while. Yeah. Did you see the video? So I handed you the microphone after the game, and then you gave me this great line like "back to back, baby, Halifax, best city in the world." You were so hyped, you blew out the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I didn't think I was that loud, but I saw it. It's kind of funny. Yeah. What did you think of the city in general? Had you been out east before? I've never been to like the Maritimes at all, and uh, so that was my first time. We went to obviously Moncton and uh, Halifax, and we were in St Andrews for a bit, so kind of got to explore it a bit. And uh, you know, it was obviously you know, really beautiful out there. We went kind of by the water and uh, uh, out in Halifax, and you know, there's there's so much uh, to look at and everything. So uh, it was a really nice city, and um, you know, obviously with the uh, the people there seemed to be you know pretty into it, and uh, it was obviously a cool place to have it. Your parents seem to have gotten a lot of airtime during those Canada game broadcasts. Did they become like mini celebrities down there when they were out in the public? Did people come up to them and be like, oh, you're Connor Bedard's father? Did any of that happen to them? Uh, my dad at the rink would, but not really my mom or sister, I don't think. But maybe maybe a few times with my dad. He said he got a lot, and, uh, you know, I think he was kind of calling his 15 minutes of fame, so uh, he enjoyed it, but, um, you know, I mean, I think when, obviously it was his birthday there, and I was kind of kind of throwing him under the bus on, on the, you know, interviews and whatnot, so I think people kind of picked up on it and, uh, you know, kind of recognized it a little. Okay, we have to clear the air about that one interview. I was listening to Dylan Gunther on another podcast, and they were they were kind of chirping you about semen sauce in that one interview. But I was standing there, and I know what was actually happening. You were eating chirps as the Slovakian team was walking by, and they were distracting you while you were trying to get interviewed. Like, do you want to clear the air on that at all? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I answer the first question. I mean, when you're in a game, too, you're like, you know, when you're doing yeah, it, tough. you're not probably thinking as much about what you're saying, but uh, yeah, then it's team walk by, yes, and, you know, but, I mean, I wanted to say something to them, but then, you know, you're on, you're on camera or whatever, so I, I don't even know what happened. I was kind of just looking at them and, uh, you know, figure out what, what the question was there for a sec, so, yeah, I definitely looked like an idiot, but uh, in the moment, it, was, it wasn't as bad, I guess. Did you see it after and get a laugh out of it? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, some, of the, some of the guys were giving it to me about it, so I was good. Uh, we're in conversation with uh, Connor Bedard, two-time world junior gold medalist and the presumptive number one pick in the draft this year. And, Connor, I mean, after the 
tournament that you just had. Everyone's trying to come up with a player comparison for you. But, you know, you're, you're kind of a mix of a few different guys here and, and you know, a little bit of a, a different beast. Is there someone, though, that you feel like you've tried to model your game after or different parts of, of players' games that you've tried to, to make part of your own? Yeah, I think, um, you know, not, not one player, like you said. I feel like, you know, for me, I, I watch a good amount of hockey and, uh, you know, I'm trying to pick apart things like, you know, Matthew Shaw, for example, is probably some that people would already know. And, you know, I think you watch like Kucherov pass or obviously McDavid McKinnon kind of attack guys. I think you know, there's so many things that you can, you can take away from each player. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I've always tried to do that. So you watch a lot of hockey. I'd imagine you kind of track the standings as much as any regular hockey fan does. Do, do you kind of peek a little bit more? Do you find yourself looking at the bottom of the standings just to kind of have an idea of maybe how this lottery might go if you tried to tune it out completely? Uh, I mean, I try not to look at all. I don't want to you know, get ahead of myself or anything. I mean, I still have about 30 games left in our season, and, uh, you know, see the NHL's got, got a lot left, so, uh, you know, for me, I'm still trying to, you know, prove myself, and, um, you know, but, but that's still, still pretty far away, so I try to, you know, focus on, on you know, my own team and, and what we're doing here. So you mentioned you got you know a few more games left or uh, you know a couple more months left here this season with uh, the Regina Pats and you ended up staying put yesterday in the CHL uh, trade deadline. I mean, how happy are you that you get to remain a Regina Pat through your entire you know junior career and and get drafted as a Regina Pat? Does that mean something to you? Is, is that is that a special feeling for you? Uh, I mean, I haven't thought you know that far down the line if it'll you know I'll probably come back next year or whatnot and. Uh, but for me, I think it wasn't really a you know surprising from from the outside of people that you know thought I might get moved or whatever. But uh, you know, my GM didn't didn't want to do that, and you know, personally, I wanted to, to stay as well as you know I've, I've loved it here. And uh, you know, this is where I've been for for my career, and uh, you know, it's been nothing but nothing but uh, you know first class here. So uh, you know, I was I was really happy, and uh, you know, feel water and stuff is good. We've got Connor Bedard on the phone right now, who's noted as one of the biggest team guys around, and you guys seem to have a pretty special group out in Halifax. Uh, I texted one of the guys to see if I could get anything out of them that might get a little bit of a laugh out of you, and all I got, Connor, was that like you're a world-class athlete, but you were getting beaten up in ping pong quite a bit out east. What's the deal with that? That's not true. It's not true at all. I don't know who told you I was probably a doc or Del Mastro, but... But that's not true at all. Are you going to reveal your sources, Julia? It was Del Mastro. It <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. He said he was beating up so, on you, though. No, he probably beat me like twice out of like 10, 15, 10, yeah. 15 games. So, um, no, I'm, I was definitely one of the top ten top players there. It's an interesting dynamic out there, though, because you guys can't be traded at all during the World Juniors, but a lot of the guys on the team probably knew that they were kind of halfway out the door when they got back to their CHL teams uh, following the tournament. Was there any talk about that at all, or was it just totally dial in on, on the World Juniors? Uh, I mean, there was like a little, like some guys, if, you know, they were on teams that, you know, they, they expected it to or whatever, and other guys would be telling them to come to here or whatever, you know, whatnot, but... Um, you know, with how busy we were, we weren't talking about it too much, but, you know, you definitely joke around about it a little. You had a hilarious line about Olin Zellweger in our uh, in our bar down called out about his eating habits and his his fitness. Did you see the, I'm sure you did, the crazy trade that went down for him? What would you say to his, his new billets who are going to have to feed him? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's very expensive. Uh, the guy, 
the guy loves to eat, he, uh, he, but, but yeah, I mean, they're probably, they're probably getting used to that now. He's probably talking. He's, uh, you know, he's probably going to buy his own food sometimes. I hope for their sake, but, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> he loves it. He's always, he's always eating. It feels like, uh, you know, he's always the last guy at the, at the table or whatever. So it's pretty funny. So a couple of months ago, there's a story going around that when uh, the Regina Pats did a little tour through the WHL and they were going through uh, BC and, and through the Vancouver area, that you were just like the, the games where the Pats were playing were selling out arenas. There's like five or six straight sellouts to come and see you play. Um, you know, what was that like to to know that the support was out there and there's so many people coming to to watch you play? Did you have any type of you know fan interaction also throughout the duration of that road trip? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, saw some fans and like whatnot. If uh, you know, recognized me or whatever. But um, you know, it was pretty cool for me to you know go back home and and obviously play in, play in my home province. And I've been you know looking forward forward to that since I kind of got in the Western League and. Uh, obviously, that the <clears throat> the amount of people we did, and um, you know, feel kind of the excitement in every building was uh, was really cool, and you know, our whole group definitely loved it. Okay, you're playing it cool right now, but I can imagine you're just getting hounded left, right, and center because I was watching it happen in Halifax. People were like trying to steal your elbow pads; they wanted sticks. <laughs> they, they were, everybody was looking for an autograph. Have you get gotten any hilarious or or weird requests from from fans as of recently? <laughs> Um, I did, I did get one, I feel like, when I was, when I was there, I can't really remember what it was, but I definitely signed some different things, like some skates and figure skates and, uh, you know, shoes, whatever, but, uh, you know, I find that, find that pretty funny, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely been some weird ones. So is that what Lodo just like took their shoe off and was like, "Can you sign this, please? It's all I have on me, but I need Connor Bedard's autograph." <laughs> like that actually happened? Yeah, I feel like there's been there's been a few like that kind of or like ah, uh, there's definitely been some really weird ones that I'm not remembering. But uh, no, I mean we had a little signing thing uh, the other day in Regina, and it was on the ice, and you know it was just yeah. You know, put her kind of put her foot up, and I didn't really know what what, what she was doing, and then. Uh, you know, next thing you know, I'm signing this, signing this skate, so it's it pretty funny. So there was so much talk about your 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 shot uh, throughout the duration of the World Junior Championships and just how like NHL level it is and uh, how amazing it is and and you know how how much do you work on that shot? Like, how many pucks a day would you say you shoot? Because a little birdie told me that you shoot hundreds of pucks at practice, and then you shoot hundreds of pucks after practice, and then you and your teammate Tanner Howe reportedly leave practice to go and shoot more pucks inside some indoor shooting spot. Like, how many pucks do you say you shoot a day to work on that shot? Yeah, I mean, that's probably pretty exaggerated, I think, with you know, Howie, I saw that interview, that's definitely not what he said at all, so, um, I mean, uh, that's funny, but, no, I mean, I definitely, definitely did a lot of sort of, you know, I think if we have an off day, we'll, you know, go, go shoot some, or, you know, obviously, obviously go to a place or something, and, uh, you know, at practice, you're staying on late and whatnot, and, um, you know, for me, it's something, something I enjoy to do, something that, uh, you know, I've always done this since I was a kid. But, you know, when I'm back home, I got a pretty nice setup, and you know, I'm always always out back there. So uh, it's definitely something I'm doing a lot. But you know, I couldn't really put a number to it. We're with Connor Bedard right now, and the other 
thing that I find really entertaining when it comes to first overall draft picks is the uh, names and slogans that people come up with in terms of people tanking for, for you specifically this year. And we, we I'm going to put you on the spot because we had some people uh, text in their, their favorite Bedard. Well, Bedard Bowl is one of them. But, okay, here are the options. Which is your favorite? I know, yeah. Okay. Bedard Bowl, bust for Bedard, okay. bail for Bedard. Wait a second. There's there's some more here. Suck hard for Bedard. Lose honor. <laughs> fail for Connor. Dishonor for Connor. Pick your favorite, sir. Um, I haven't seen hard for but hard for Bedard for a while. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But uh, I know some good ones there. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I'll just stick with that one. It's, it's the one I see the most. Love it. Love it. Well, Connor, we really appreciate taking the time uh, to join us here today. Once again, congratulations on uh, winning gold, and uh, good luck the rest of the way with you and the Pats. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hopefully we can chat again down the road. There he goes. Connor Bedard, two-time world junior gold medalist for Johnny Pats captain, and, uh, well, I think it's safe to say going to be the number one overall draft pick in the 2023 NHL draft. Yeah, he doesn't know if he's going to be back next year. That's what he said. He's like, I don't want to think ahead. I don't know if I'm going to be back or Regina. Oh, it's like, man. Connor, come he's on. He's so humble. It's so, so good. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like you're, you are going to be in the NHL, and you're going to be lighting it up probably. Like I said before he came on, like there was the discussion was being had on overdrive of whether or not by the end of his rookie year could he infiltrate TSN's top 50 list. Yeah. And – I mean, I don't think that's a stretch. Like, I know he's only 17 years old. I get it. But what he did at that tournament, the skill set that he possesses legitimately leads me to believe that he is going to be probably have the most successful rookie season maybe since, what, Crosby? Yeah. Like, Crosby and Ovi, I think, are the last guys to hit 100 points in the rookie season. Could Connor Bedard have a 100-point rookie year? Like, I don't know. I hate. I, I'm. I'm with you in that he's 17. I don't love to throw crazy expectations on high school Craig's, kids. Craig's calling him a generational but talent I know, now. I was about to get to my butt, but it's hard not to with this kid. Like it's it's hard not to. And the individual that he is, I think, adds that a little bit. He doesn't. This moment doesn't seem to be getting uh, to him at all. And I think that level-headedness just adds the equation a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, I I think I'd agree. I think he's regardless of where he ends up. Um, I mean, he's he's just going to be a boon for that team. And if you're one of these clubs right now that are, you know, sputtering a little bit, but, like, you think you still might have a chance to make the playoffs, like, what are you doing? I this, don't know. You this get a top three year, pick, and your franchise is different in this draft. This is top three, top five. Yeah, you're like, right. This, is a fu- this draft is five guys deep of really good elite talent. Um, You know, Craig Button put out his top uh, list yesterday. Connor Bedard was number – we'll probably talk about this with him tomorrow, actually, when he joins us. But Bedard was up there at number one. But, like, Shala, who was exceptional at the World Junior Championships. Yeah. Uh, Matt Faye Mitchkov, the kid from out in Russia. So they ended up having – Leo Comer uh, – not Comer. Carlson. Leo Carlson, yeah. who was at the World Junior Championships. And then, obviously, Adam Fantilli, another player. So, like, any of those five guys, you land them in your top five, you know, you're getting yourself uh, a pretty, pretty good player so this is the year, if you are going to tank, it's not just for one guy. You're getting a really good consolation prize. Yeah. Really good consolation. So, you know, if, if you're a team, like I look at Vancouver, and, and last night again, they were up 3 nothing on, uh, on Pittsburgh in the first period. And 
literally by the end of the period, the game was tied, um, and then they end up losing the game 5-4. It's like, why Why do you keep trying to win games, Vancouver? There is a kid that is from North Van who is billed to be the best prospect. Who picked you guys to win the Stanley Cup this year? Well, He's not that's loyal. One thing. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> He's so loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Um, but, like, you talk about the perfect chance to turn a franchise around with the hometown kid. This is it. This is this is the time, and you know they still might want to compete here for the playoffs. It's just it, it it doesn't make sense to me. I've loved talking about Connor Bedard for the last ten minutes, but I've been dying, dying to read these texts to you because they're gonna they're gonna ruin your day a little bit. But it's the funniest thing I've oh, ever God. seen. The internet says the perfect height to hang a TV is forty two inches from the floor. <laughs> To the middle of the screen. Go yeah, measure up. Jackson from Oshawa in, in, in brackets, professional TV bracket hanger. Wait, there's more. Sounds way too high, AB. TV should be at eye level when seated. There's a whole subreddit. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When you mount TVs, though, here's the thing. Doesn't it matter? It would matter based the on... The TV should always be at eye level when you are seated, about three feet off the floor. Hang on. But it's, first of all... Have you ever Take walked into down. so Take people? It down. Hold on, hold re-hang, on. Re-hang. First of all, I think it completely <laughs> is dependent on where the TV is, where you're situated, and so also how TVs, high your ceiling is. Bedroom TVs, I will say, because you're laying down and maybe right. you got a little. If light. I'm sitting up, that's one thing. But if I'm laying down, I can't have it right here, or else. Like I know no one can see what I'm doing right now because this is radio. But like He's if you're laying, laying down, down you're looking upward. So you need it to be higher so that when you're laying down, you're looking at an upward trajectory. If it's exactly where your eye level is when you're laying down, you're gonna be looking at your feet. Yeah. And you're gonna be sitting there basically doing a sit up so you can watch the game. Well. That makes zero sense. So it depends on the setup. Come on. Okay. That's an awful take. <laughs> I don't know who texts that in. That's an awful take. I, oh, it wasn't it was like four different people lately. Well, they're all wrong. Okay. They're all wrong. Okay. I'm Mr. Handyman now. I'm Bob the Builder. I know what's okay. up. Okay. And, and with that, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like the confidence in your skills, my friend. Yeah, I put up one TV, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to become uh, a carpenter. This is it. This is my last day here. I'm becoming a carpenter. I'm going to channel my inner, my inner Italian roots, and I'm going to work for, for, for Jiffy. That's right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's in a good spot. Last night, I was very comfortable, and it was perfectly <laughs> angled to my eye level, and I didn't have to move. I thought it was great. I really, really did. Um, all right. The pro line between the benches seats are as close to the action as you can get. You'll smell the sweat of the players, hear the rattling of the glass with each hit, and celebrate every goal shoulder-to-shoulder with our hometown team. Now is your chance to call in and qualify for those seats. Caller number 10 will get a chance to qualify. That's at 416-870-1050. For your chance to uh, to win, and we'll announce the winner, I guess, on uh, on the other side. We're also gonna. You weren't here for Word Association Wednesday. No, you'll have to teach me the ropes, so Captain. This, yeah, this will be the first time you've been taking part in this segment. So we're gonna bring it back. Word Association Wednesday coming up next. I'm Mike DeStefano with Julia Tichieri. We're down at Scotiabank Arena. It's a Leafs game night. You can listen to it here on TSN 1050. Puck drop at 7:30. Uh, you listen to Leafs lunch here on TSN 1050. Ooh, I love it when you do 
congratulations to Adrian from Barry. You qualified for the grand prize draw this Friday where you could win the pro line between the benches seats for January 23rd when the Leafs take on the Islanders. Pro line merch, a $75 food and beverage gift card for Scotiabank Arena, and two $50 OLG lottery gift cards. Tune into the show tomorrow for the final chance to qualify before Friday, and we're actually in Scotiabank Arena right now, AB. Mm-hmm. We can see the pro line between the benches seats from here and can confirm that they are pretty sweet, so make sure you get those calls and those entries in tomorrow before the big draw on Friday. It's the Leafs and the Predators tonight at Scotiabank Arena. You can hear that game on TSN 1050. The Tatman and Frank Corrado will kick off at 7 o'clock before puck drop. And, and right now, A.B., you're going to you got to explain Word Association Wednesday to us because I okay. was gone for about a million years at mm-hmm. World Juniors and you came up with a new segment. Yeah, so Word Association Wednesday. So essentially, you know, we got a statement, a phrase, a word, whatever it might be, and whatever the first word that comes to your mind when you hear that, you're going to blur it out. And what you associate with that phrase or comment or whatever it, it may be, a statistic even. So that's the way it works. Pretty simple. I'm going to say a statement, and you're going to say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. I believe we got a sting for this, too. So why don't we do it right? We'll set it up proper. Let's get to it. Let's start Word Association Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday? What? What Wednesday? It's one word. One word. Hey! Go to play some hockey? What is that word? Word. Have you watched Wednesday yet? The show? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not, actually. That was actually my plane watch to yeah. Halifax and my night watch there. And you know what? I haven't really uh, sunk my teeth into... Oh, nice. The, uh, I like it. I like you know, what you did there. Shows. I haven't sunk my teeth into any of those viral Netflix shows yet, but I watched mm-hmm. that one. It was very good. It was worth the hype. So it, I recommend what we're talking about Wednesday. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard that. Like, the, the hype, that's the word that I associate with with Wednesday There was right a lot now. of hype. Hype train. Hype, hype, Lots hype. Lots of hype on that And you that know what? I was, I was impressed by it. it. It had me. So that's my uh, irrelevant recommendation of the day. <laughs> All right. All right. First one, JT. Keith's decision to go back to Morgan Riley on the first power play unit. Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Why vanilla? I don't know. This game is fun, though. I like it right off the bat. I know. I don't know. That's like plug and play. You put him there because that's where he's expected to go, and that's where I expect him to put up way more points than he has this year when I picked him in fantasy. Uh, But is it the right call right now? Maybe if you're thinking about getting Riley going, and that's probably what Keefe has in his mind when he plugs Riley back into PP1. Is it the best option for right now? Yeah, to get him going, probably not when it comes to production. Yeah, I think comfort might be the word that Ooh, I, that, that, I, that I want to use there. Like it's 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 something that this team is clearly comfortable with. And yeah. last year they had the number one power play in the NHL with Morgan Riley at the point there. So I think they just kind of go back to something that they know worked in the past. You know, with the injuries to Morgan Riley, they had to go away from it and, and try some new things. And then ultimately it just got a little bit stale, and I think Sheldon Keefe said, all right, now is a good time. Riley's been back for a few games, got his legs underneath him. Let's get the let's get it back to, you know, the the comfortable first unit that we've been seeing here for the last couple of years. So I think comfort would be the word that sticks out for me on that one. Alright, next one, JT. 
This statement was from uh, a listener yesterday, actually. Max Domi should be the Leafs' top trade target. Okay. That's just okay. That's my <laughs> That's word. word. My word is okay. And, oh, and boy. Uh, Max Domi, to me, I know you're a little bit hotter and heavier on this than I am, so yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to see what your word is, A.B., but Max Domi has always uh, uh, been a little bit more name than dude to me, if that makes any sense. Well, really highly touted prospect, and he's had some productive years here and there. But but maybe enlighten me. Like I know the obvious tie is uh, in this very building when it comes to Domi. But but what else is it about him? I guess after you give me your word that that has fans excited. Uh, I a word that I guess I could use is like grit. Yeah. Right. Like like he brings grit. He would bring grit to this team. And and he had and, that one great playoff game for Carolina that we're all remembering as <laughs> playoff right. success. That's right. Two playoff goals there. Uh, he did. And I mean, he was with Montreal when they went to the Stanley Cup. Yep. Right. He was still there. Yes, at the time. Yeah, he was still there. So you know, Max Domi, I think is 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 a a, a pretty solid player. Like you're right. He, he really. It's been a little bit of an up and down career. A couple of seasons ago in Montreal, he had a career year, 72 points, 28 goals, a career high, and he hasn't been able to replicate that. Um, I mean, you think about how weird I guess the last three years have been through COVID and whatnot. So it's tough to, you know, replicate. I guess to get back into things, but this season he's actually had a nice resurgence in Chicago. He's got 20 points in 39 games, 12 goals, 16 assists. Um, he's getting a lot of, of top time, I guess, being uh, you know one of the better players on a not-so-great Chicago Blackhawks team, but I think he just brings that little bit of jam that a lot of people want in this team's top six. You know, He brings that little bit of scoring touch, um, and just, I think you're right where the name Domi, so maybe like familiar could be another word that, that could be used because yeah. that just was father represented for this So team. like I said to you yesterday, Max Domi, game one of the playoffs, I don't know, lays a big hit at Scotiabank Arena oh. or, or God forbid drops the gloves. The roof would blow off of this place yeah. just exclusively because of the name value there. How much of an upgrade is he on someone like Yarn Croc? So that's the thing to me. I, I don't think Max Domi is your big move. Like okay. he could be a complimentary move that you make, but there I think like if we go back to the conversation we were having with Josh Cloak, where if this is the year where the Maple Leafs need to go all in almost and this is the season to make a big splash, like Domi's not that big splash. No. Right? But he could be a nice little supplementary move that you can make if you bring in that top four rugged defenseman, and then you also bring in Max Domi as like a top nine forward who's got a little bit of jam too. Right? So, so really, if we think about the statement, Max Domi should be the Leafs' top trade target. The, the answer would be more like, eh, because we're hoping that even if he is a target, there's a bigger splash maybe in the works there. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. So instead of a word, we're going to go with the sound, and it's eh. Ich. Ich. Try spelling that, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> uh, all right, number uh, third one here. Leafs face the Preds tonight. What word went through your mind when you saw that UC Soros made 64 saves on 67 shots in regulation against the Carolina Hurricanes last week? Oh, it's it's a word, but it's two words. It's oxygen tank. Oxygen <laughs> tank. Because what in God's name were they doing that they allowed that many shots in regulation? The poor guy. I hope the team bought him dinner after and he's having an, an excellent They won that game, this year. by the way. Yeah, that's the like craziest that's, that's part a, about it. They won that game. They gave up 67 shots on goal 
and still won the game. Yeah, so free meal and oxygen tanks are <laughs> the two things that come to mind. He, he's so uh, we don't know exactly who's starting tonight. Uh, maybe we could try and find out who's who gets the start in goal. Um, I don't believe you say we did not see Kevin Lankinen, who was out on for morning skate. So perhaps that could suggest that he might start. But if it is UC Soros, like he's such a, a talented goaltender, and he's the the best player on this team. I mean, him and Roman Yossi, really the the two guys, the two catalysts for this uh, for the squad. He's going to be tough to beat tonight. Like regardless, if uh, assuming that he does play, I guess but yeah. the fact that he had 64 saves on 67 shots in regulation, uh, mind blowing. Is probably the word that comes to mind here. Like, that doesn't seem possible. No. For there to be that many. Like, this isn't attempts. This is literal shots on goal. That's Sogs, baby. That is rubber hitting him, his body. Like, that's insane to me. Uh, So I think mind blown would be the the word that I'd associate with that that statistic. Next one here. The Vancouver Canucks blew another three-goal lead last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. What's the first mind, the first word that popped into your mind, uh, or of the mind of Brucey Boudreaux when they gave up that lead last night? Coronary? Like, the guy's going to blow a valve here at some point if the Canucks don't pull it together in front of him. I feel so badly for that man. That's the eighth time this year that they've blown a two-goal lead. Two or more goal lead this year. Yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say about poor Bruce Boudreaux, who's a great guy and a great coach that's clearly in one of the weirdest positions I've ever witnessed in hockey for a head coach. When, when you've got the general manager talking smack about you on the radio and you're trying to do your thing and grind out a year with a roster that's just not very good. I'm really st- still not sure why they don't just suck hard for Bedard. The yeah. rest of the way. Like, by the way, we the decided moniker. We decided that since Connor Bedard told us on this show no more than 15 minutes ago that that is his favorite moniker that he's heard so far, we're going to roll with it from here on out. So suck hard for Bedard is what I believe the, the, or the, uh, the Canucks should do. But the word that I associate and that popped into my mind when I saw Bruce Boudreaux was uh, red. Yeah, he was very physically red. Very red. Like, I worry about that guy's blood pressure. Like, just watching these games and watching him and his team blow leads. And so that's the eighth time that they've lost after blowing a two-goal lead. There's been a a bunch of multi-goal leads that they've lost and still come out victorious. But they've given up at least double-digit multi-goal leads this season. It's it's actually insane, um, you know, how this team could fall apart and then put it together for, like, six or seven minutes and, and, you know, get wins or pick up points. And it's like, it's so frustrating what, what about them. You see them team? kind of put it together every <laughs> once in a while for flashes, yeah. and you're like, okay, like, what's this? Yeah, and see, then ten minutes later, you think, what is this? The Canucks are going to be an interesting team at the trade deadline. For me, they're one of the more, probably going to be one of the more active teams. I think St. Louis is, is another team that's going to be very active. I believe Montreal will be very active. But you think about all the pieces. I'm intrigued by Nashville, too, to see Na- what they decide to they do here. Could be, they could be a team that moves on some pieces. We had talked about Matthias Ekholm's name kind of being floated around in the rumor mill. But, like, Vancouver, like, you've got Bo Horvat, who arguably is the biggest piece out on the market right now. Brock Bessu, who has term. He's a, a solid player. Andre Kuzmenko, who's a pending UFA, but has been electric in his 
technical rookie season in the National Hockey League. Luke Shen is a, a player that I think a lot of teams would covet based on you know the physicality that he could bring and and the fact that he's got a couple of Stanley Cups in in his uh, you know in his back pocket. So they're a team too. And I I, I mean does do they consider a Thatcher Demko if they do blow it up? Does a goalie make sense? Like, does it make sense for a team looking for a goalie to make that move? Has like he a put Buffalo? on the rails a little bit more? He's been injured. Oh, right. So he's been hurt for a long time. So he's got to get back. Like, obviously, yeah. It's like I haven't heard much from. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Hasn't played out. in in uh, in, a, in about a month or so. So yeah, they're a team that is definitely going to be. Uh, I'll be having a strong eye on them when it comes to the NHL trade deadline. All right, another one here. Both Brady and Matthew Kachuk being on the same team at the All-Star game. Wholesome? I was going to go the opposite way and say agitators. Yeah, but I'm just, it's the All-Star game. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that You don't think they're going to be out there chirping? Oh, they'll be chirping, but it's just kind oh. of wholesome. They're brothers. They're sweet. I think it's cool. So I think you were not. No, you weren't on the show because when this was announced. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on the fact that there are zero defensemen chosen on both the Atlantic and the Metropolitan teams. Uh, I don't know. It just, I guess, speaks to where hockey's at and how valued goal scoring is. <laughs> Even the defensemen that's, that get a lot of points are the defensemen that seem to be like, the most valued. Does Adam now. Fox not get the nod? I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. What, what was your reaction initially? Uh, if I was going to do a word association Wednesday, dumb. Yeah. I thought it was dumb. Like, how are you going to have an all-star game where you're representing the game and not have a premier position of yeah, defense? Yeah, like, they worry about having every team represented, and yet there's an entire position, position. An entire position that you're leaving out. It's 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 ludicrous. I mean, the West has some guys, obviously, so there are, you know, we're going to see Seth Jones, Kale McCarr. Like, the, there are some defensemen that were picked on the other side of the aisle. Um, but I just thought that how are you going to have two teams not have a single blue liner represented at the All-Star break. You're going to – it's just – there's so many issues I have with with the All-Star game format and everything. Uh, Speaking of stars and All-Stars, did you see what was going on at MSG last night? Yeah, ow, ow. So maybe, like, one of the – it'd be tough to find a crowd of – three men this good looking to be honest with you Ryan Reynolds, Henrik Lundqvist and Alexander Skarsgård all uh, on the cam, what did you make of their shenanigans last night? One word I don't know, I don't want to get cancelled or anything spicy, that's a good looking row I'm not going to say who used this word but I think it's a proper word and it's one that uh, I think we could use, hunky Hunky. That's very Hunky. That's very safe. Like, I Ryan like it. Reynolds, Lunkvist, and Scarlet. Because it's not like it's very dreamboaty. Dreamy? Yep. I think that's another that's another word that could potentially be used. But it's awesome to see Ryan Reynolds getting so involved in hockey right now. I know. Now. You could tell he wants in the mix bad and I'm so to, into it. He's gotta get in the mix up in Ottawa. Like if if whoever takes on the Ottawa Senators and becomes the majority owner of this team, if they don't include Ryan Reynolds, that is such a failure. Yeah. It would be such a failure for him not to get or be involved in some capacity um, with ownership with the with the Ottawa Senators. Okay, I think we have time for one more, and uh, this one is oh, this one's interesting. If you didn't see this, uh, go look it up on Twitter. Honestly, it's, don't go look it up. No, no, it'll go ruin look it up. your day. Hold on, it's Connor McDavid's socks. Vile. 
That's the first word that comes to mind. Connor McDavid has been wearing the same pair of CCM socks for, I don't know, I, apparently they don't make the socks that he likes anymore. So, so he, he just, just keeps wearing them? Stuck to the one pair, and it is one of the most disgusting things that I've ever seen. So for me, it's um, Sunday. What? You ever heard of the term Sunday socks? In terms of, like, lucky socks that you wear on Sunday football? No, no. So, so uh, if you get holes in your socks, they call it a Sunday sock. Say, oh, it's not Sunday. Why are you wearing holes in your socks? I don't know. It's like one of those things that, like, a dumb uncle would say, like a dad joke, uh, because okay. it's holy. You get it? So they call them oh, Sunday socks? maybe. Maybe I have actually heard that. <laughs> it's it's uh, Honestly, it's just, so like, so gross. Something. I can't believe he... It's, like, not even wearing socks at all. Yeah, I think putrid is probably a word putrid that I would associate well. with that. Like, you just see his feet sticking out. I mean, I don't understand how that's comfortable. No, the toes. But I know a lot of guys that go barefoot, even, in skates. In the boots? Yeah. Barefoot in the boots? Pretty icky. I, I mean, I guess for these guys, like, their skates are molded to their feet. So it's... It's a little different, I guess, than if you were to go and buy a, a pair at Sport Check or whatever and, and toss them on. Um, so I guess maybe it's a little different. Yeah, but know, still, I would not be going barefoot. I, I was always told growing up, I remember it's like, oh, you got to wear thick socks. And now you got people going barefoot yeah. or socks with monstrous holes in them. As they're out there, it's it's get yeah. it together, Connor. Yeah, so putrid and uh, what was the word you used? Vile. Vile is the word that we're associating with Connor McDavid's sock game last night. All right, what'd you think of Word Association Wednesday? I liked it, AB. That was fun. All right, so it's got uh, it's now three weeks in a row that we've done it. So this might have to be a weekly Wednesday staple. It might be a regular. Might be a regular. All right, so tune back in next Wednesday to uh, to hear the next segment of Word Association Wednesday. Uh, on the other side, we got a tee uh, up tonight's game from a gambling perspective. We got uh, puck picks from myself. So that's coming up on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashiri. You're listening to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. It's time for Puck Picks with Professor Al's brother. Back to school. Back to school. Jackpot. Al's brother's Puck Picks. Okay, just before we get to the maybe, I have a couple things for the text that we need to bring up. First of all, Steve from Scarborough has informed us that Bobby Orr always played with no socks on. So interesting to know about that. Legend, what and we also have many Al's Brothers defenders in the chat, so oh? we have to bring them to light. This person says, don't worry, Al's Brother, you nailed it. Bedroom and kitchen TVs are the exception. They are allowed to be a little bit higher than normal. Thank you. TVs for normal living room consumption should always be eye level well right. seated. Otherwise, on, on your couch, right? So it's because that's your eye level. That's yeah. where your, your eyesight Somebody level is. Somebody texted us. I'm with AB on TV. And then one other person says, as long as it tilts down, focal point changes. And it does tilt down. I got, Al's Brothers I got defenders. the arm. It's got an arm on it. It tilts across, side to Wait side, a, a little AB, up and down. have you been texting the show? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't have burner phones and burner Twitters. Absolutely not. Okay. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Professor Al's brother, enlighten us with your puck picks. And by the way, Leaf Lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada, the perfect gift for any occasion. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, game tonight. Toronto hosting the Nashville Predators. A 7.30 puck drop down here at Scotia Bank Arena. Uh, there's three plays that I like tonight. And one is actually a boost that FanDuel's offering. It's the Leafs. Uh, a goal scored in the first 10 minutes of the first period and for Morgan Riley to get a point tonight. I actually like this. I think Toronto gets off to a good start. They've been off for a couple of days. And like we noted before, Nashville giving up a lot of scoring chances, a lot of opportunities, and Toronto better than most teams at finishing when they do get those opportunities. So I think we see an early goal here tonight at Scotiabank Arena, and I think Morgan Riley could record a point. So that one gets boosted from plus, uh, plus I think it's plus 210 up to plus 240. So I'll take the boost there from FanDuel and say thank you very much for the extra extra little bit just there. Just so you guys know, he's actually, I'm watching him actually physically do this right yes, now. Yes, so, 100%. So he's not lying. And the Nashville Predators, we had talked about it, not, they just, they, they don't score a lot of goals here. And so right now, they're under four team totals, sitting at two and a half, and it's paying minus 112. So I'm actually going to take the under two and a half goals for the Nashville Predators tonight, and I'm going to take the Mitch Marner over half a power play point. I think that this power play has gotten back into the swing of things. They played uh, great of late. They've been able to put up some power play goals, and you know, I, I think uh, coming into tonight's game, the Nashville Predators you know, 13% PK, it's, it's, it's been all right, but I think that Toronto, the power play at home, um, I, I think that they will end up finding the back of the net, find the score sheet, and typically Mitch Marner does get a point on the power play because it rolls through him quite a lot. So those are my three plays tonight uh, over on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I like it. AB, I like it. I'm looking forward to this game tonight. Like I've said, I don't really know how I feel about this Nashville team, and I think... Uh, just as we're we're in the season when we're talking about trade deadlines and potential trades, Nashville's one of those teams where it'll be interesting to see whether they're they're buyers or, or sellers, and this next stretch for them is going to be important in determining that. You know what I should have looked at? I'm going to look and see what um, what the payout is on this one because I might also place a wager. Callie Yarncrock first to score a goal tonight plus fifteen hundred. Yarncroc, famously a former Nashville Predator. Yeah. It's a little revenge game from Yarncroc. That usually goes the other way, but I like it. But, hey, as, as a guy who's been hot as of late, 11 points in yeah, his last he nine games, he's got three goals here since coming up onto that top unit, uh, well, second line, I guess, alongside Marner and Tavares. I mean, first goal score plus 1,500, it's just great, great value. Great value. So that's, that's another, you know, maybe a little under-the-radar sprinkle to consider tonight. A little under the radar sprinkle. Okay. McMahon, okay. McMahon's a guy to, I don't think, he doesn't have odds out here too. I don't believe. I'm just taking a quick peek. No odds on Bobby McMahon uh, to, to score a goal. Actually, he does. Whoa. Plus 640. Plus 640 for Bobby McMahon yeah. to score a goal in his NHL debut. Uh, so it's it's unlikely to happen, but if it does, I mean, six to one odds. It's, it's not bad. It's not terrible. And you know the guys are going to be juiced up tonight. Nothing, yeah. nothing more simultaneously terrifying and exciting uh, than knowing that your dad is going to be dialed into your hockey games. Like, I know these guys play, to, play in the NHL, so their dads are probably tuned in on a nightly basis, but I mean, you're growing up playing minor hockey, and some days your dad would take you, but some days your grandma would take you, or some days your mom would take you, and those were kind of chill days, mm-hmm. but when dad was in the building, you knew you had to 
put on a show. Oh, yeah. So you can assume yeah. that perhaps we'll see that tonight from the Leafs. Yeah, absolutely. You got the Pops in the building. I might be in the building. Uh, Tatman's going to be in the building. Frankie should be in the building. Should be a lot of people here tonight. Uh, you can listen to the game here on TSN 1050. Uh, broadcast starts at 7. Puck drop will be at 7.30. That does it for us, JT. If you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gameplay with Matt Cause coming up next.